And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, episode 283 of the Weighing In Show with my man Josh Thompson and me ready to talk about Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson since there wasn't a whole lot more than one FC. We're going to talk about one FC. We're going to talk about his comeback win, coming back from being knocked out to doing the exact same thing to his opponent. It was a beautiful win. We're going to talk all about that. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, doing good. Early morning soccer all day, and uh, you know, <laughs> this is the life, right? Uh, but I've been do I've been doing really well. Things are good. How are you? For me, yeah, busy, busy, Liv busy. Living that farm life, huh? Dude, I'm working my ass off. I'm tired. <laughs> Playing washing pigs today. Oh, uh, did I did I, I was planting trees, uh, cutting fields, doing the whole thing, man. It's all good. Got chicken coops. You building more chicken coops? Put some we can put David. Chicken town, baby. I'm making chicken town. I got you a full town. You showed me the last time I you and I were together. You were showing me the uh, the drone shots of your yeah. your farm. It's fucking huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. Pretty big. I don't know if I want to take care of all that property. Oh, so it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. It's Sometimes just like I just want to take a day off. Yeah, <laughs> there's you, no days off. You do know you're getting older, right? Uh, someone told me that. Yeah, someone told you that. Yeah, it's, it's okay to kind of like ease into some retirement. Yeah, there's no retirement. There's no retirement. That's so messed up, man. Miss McCarthy got you out there, slave labor. Oh, it's rough. I'm especially yeah. she have a whip. She crack it too at you. Every dude, once that's my daughter, man. She's the one with the slave labor, man. She just, she's like, dude, free oh, labor, go. Jeez, ruthless. Are you painful ruthless. in places you you didn't know you had? No, no, no. You know, it's funny because you just get. To the point it's like it's still hot right now hot 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 yeah. and so it's just man you know what start sucking down fluids every time i get a chance i got something i'm i'm throwing water down it's just you get used to it yeah yep. all right all right well let's uh let's talk about it what are you thinking you thinking with one what was on your mind as you're watching let's talk let's talk about the fact that how was your streaming service with them with amazon prime i thought it was good I had a couple it was of glitches great. early. Glitches here. Let's talk about glitches when Demetrius Johnson is going to finish his opponent and my TV goes blip. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that and that's that is uh, that's a problem. And it's not you know, it's not one's uh, nope. issue. They didn't do it, but you know, I I, I swear to you. Just as Demetrius was landing that shot, my TV went and Amazon Prime comes up on my screen and I'm like, I'm not happy, you know? And so by the time I got it back, uh -huh. Demetrius had finished the fight, uh, you know, I, I was able to go back and see it, but you know, it's like, yeah. you can't have that, man. Yeah. That, and that's not one's fault. That's, that's no, the streaming no, no, service. No, no, no yeah, that's, that's the streaming service. I had a problem in the prelims uh, during one of the female fights. There was two female fights back to back in the prelims, and the f I thought I was watching the first one, but it it was actually the sound of the second fight. <laughs> so it, I was like, "Wait, she didn't just land a right hand? Like, what what's going on?" And I was I was listening to them commentate. So something was going on where 
they were actually commentating on the fight that was ahead, but for some reason, my streaming service was stuck on the fight before. Uh. And so that that was it. But then after that, it was fine. The, you know, and that was just, I think, they'll get all those details worked out, I think. Um, yeah. You know, doing live shows is not easy. And then the streaming it from Singapore. Especially you know, when it's coming from that far. Yeah. There is time you know, delays and everything. So yeah. it's not an easy thing. Uh, overall, I thought I like the the clarity of the show. Seemed good. Like um, I did. There was a little bit of somewhat of a little bit of the WWE shtick to it. You know how they walk the the belt down in a suitcase. Yeah, and it was a little too much for me. Like that's yeah. that's something I was expecting. What what's that? The Toomey case. Yeah, it was in the Toomey case. I was like, <laughs> I. But uh, Dave, it reminded me of WWE. What, what's that thing where they money have the, the, bank. the money in the bank? It, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. So <laughs> it was, you know, it was, to me, it was a little cheesy. But I think what you have to remember is that, look, in, in Japan, same, very similar. They like that over the top stuff. They like that presentation. Pride used to kind of do that. The graffiti, the big walls, you know, with the, with the, uh, like how, how Bellator does it too with the um, screens. All that type of stuff. Pride had the legit had the best uh, walkouts. Oh, yeah. They're present. dressed up as a ninja? (laughs) (laughs) Pride? No, no, no. No. You know, I just. My whole thing is this. And look, one's got a great product. And they've got some great fighters, especially in the lighter weight categories. And they mix things up because, you know, they're putting on. You know, Muay Thai fights, and they're putting on oh, submission so grappling, great. and they're putting on MMA all in the same card and everything. So, you know, they've got their own niche. They really do. Quit trying to copy other promotions. There's no reason for it. I, you know, I, I saw, you know, their, their opening was very pride like, and nothing wrong with that. It was great. No. But then, you know, they have the things that are remind you of, oh, that's the UFC. And so, you don't need that, man. You know, you you are one. You know, have your own thing. I I thought the belt thing was kind of funny, but it's all right. You know, they kept you know, twenty six pound belt. It's like okay, twenty six pound belt. Well, I'm gonna give them. I look on the, on the on terms of what they did that way. I'm gonna give them a little bit of a pass because they wanted to make it such a big deal for their first big show on Amazon Prime or Amazon Video, whatever. You know, um. So whatever they did on this show, they they wanted they made it go over the top. And that there's a huge crowd there. I think that's going to be hard too for the for American fans to kind of pay attention to because it seemed like there was no one there. Because that's that's kind of the culture in terms of the Asian culture and watching fights. Yeah, they're not very loud. No, you know they're loud for like certain parts of the action, and then yeah. they go back to being quiet. <laughs> they go back into watching the fight. So, um, I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult for people at home going oh, it's dead there isn't it because you the way that they lit it up too you couldn't see into the into the crowd it's super dark all yeah. you saw was the little white lights because people were videoing it so that's kind of what you saw um <clears throat> i think that i'm gonna give them a little bit of a pass on how what they did the whole i understand what you mean by the they were very you they tried to be ufc like in the fifty thousand dollar bonus that presentation oh, yeah. in the in the you just won 50 that was a little much for me it, it came across very um, scripted. Yep. You know what I mean. So it just yeah. it was it wasn't a it wasn't like if you want to give him a bonus, give him a bonus. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about it later. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. But yeah, that was a little strange to me. Um, but it was funny they brought they brought Herb over because they wanted that. You know, they wanted the American uh, viewer to have that 
correlation. And I think yeah. I actually thought that was a smart idea. Yeah, it was. I think it was too. They need to have at least one good ref over there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no, but it was. I, th- I thought. Look, the the fights delivered. John, <clears throat> that main card was pretty damn good, and I, I know that there was a lot of kickboxing. Uh, with the MMA gloves, I like that. I like it a lot more than the bigger gloves. I like it too. I'm not saying anything about it, but it, it, the matches tend to be a little one-sided, and it's just that's that can happen. Yeah, but when it happens repeatedly on your card, it's like you're kind of pushing things. And you know, it, there there was some certain fights if you if you understand Muay Thai and you knew who you were looking at, you went, yeah, this is not a good matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. You know, they got what they wanted. They got the knockouts, and that's that's good. Yeah, that's what you. That's what they need. <clears throat> I thought. I thought the uh, presentation was good. It was a little, a little big, but I said for the first show, you want it to be a big deal on Amazon Prime. You want it yeah. to be. You want to let everyone know, hey, we're here now. I think they've got what they signed an eight, a seven or eight show deal with them. I don't know what it is. I believe it was seven or eight shows you know, on Amazon Prime. So, I like the fact that it made it so much more easier to watch. <laughs> it's made That's it much easier to watch one FC, which is good. You know, I I don't care what it is. If it's, you know, UFC, PFL, one FC, the easier it is for fans to watch, the better it is for everyone because you're getting great MMA from a different organization. And, and I love the fact that they're different. Yeah. I think that they need to stand up on that. We're different. Yeah. Don't, don't take from, you know, other promotions and and be a copy of certain things dude stand on your own man you know you've got a great product they do they do have a good product i think um because they're willing to do things that the other organizations are not yeah you know um they'll have grappling matches they'll have i love that yep i mean if people if you guys don't recall there was a grappling match between fedor and aoki a long time ago fedor and gaygard Fedor, was there a grappling one with Fedor and Gegard also? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that one. I do remember the Aoki one because uh, Fedor was—they were wearing the gi tops when they yeah. did it. But yeah, it was a very—it was a very fun. Uh, those are things that are just fun. Yeah, you know, I, I like that. And I think if they can, if they can do that and get fans to know who these fighters are and then get them to do those type of things. I think you you have something that no other organization has. Exactly, and that's why that's why I say. Man, you, you, you really have, and the, the thing that I look at one and go, here's where one FC stands apart is they have MMA. They have Muay Thai. They have submission grappling. They have Muay Thai with regular boxing gloves. They have Muay Thai with the MMA gloves. It's different. It's awesome. Man, stand on that. That's great. Yeah, I think I think um, we're gonna find out what, how much growth they're gonna have here in the states. How much people will talk about them? There's gonna be a lot of excitement for the next, you know, two or three shows. But will the nostalgia wear off after you know for a little bit? But then I think they're gonna have some stars that are gonna rise up out of this because in those lower weight classes, John, like you said, they're fucking good. Yeah, they, they are extremely stats. talented. You know and. Speaking of the lighter weight class, you know, it's, he's in, they're fighting the Bantamweight, but they're really flyweights, but they're walking around Bantamweights, you know what I mean? So Yeah, uh, no, sorry. Adriano yeah. Marais is not walking around as a Bantamweight either. <laughs> he's a big guy. Jesus so Christ, big. dude. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, it's like, really? 
Really? I want to know. I want to know how they do with their weight cutting situation. Like, I don't understand. I, if something's something's not right. No. I got to figure it out because I want to go over there and have a conversation with either Rich or Matt Hume and figure out what they're doing because it's it seems a little weird. <clears throat> how you cannot, is Mariah you cannot so much have, bigger? Yeah. You cannot have a size disparity like you saw with Demetrius and Mariah and go. Yeah, they're both in the same weight class. <laughs> It's just not. They should have never brought them together in the in the middle of the game. Because I was like, oh, wow, this is not. (laughs) And it will. And it's, I mean, look at it's not only, you know, height, it's not only length, it's muscular size. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's much bigger than Demetrius. And it's like, look, it looks like you have a a 125er against a 145er. You know, and it's like, and and you could see for a while, Demetrius was getting muscled around. Yeah. You know, and the fight changed and he took, he took it over. But I'm just going to, I'm going to flat out say it. Demetrius is just a much better fighter than Marais. He's better. If they fight 10 times, I'm taking DJ nine of them. Okay. It's not that Marais is not a good fighter. He's just he doesn't have the skill set the same as Demetrius. He can't change things up the same way. And he's being elusive throughout it. And when you have a smaller guy like DJ starting to hunt you down and walk you down and you're that much bigger, that's saying something about who's technically a better fighter. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to stretch it that much. I I, look, you, I think I think DJ's the better fighter. I agree with you. But Marais is really good. I didn't say good. he's not good. Yeah, he's a but really he's not good as good fighter. as he's. He's just not. He doesn't have the skill set that Demetrius does. Dave, Look, a lot of. I, let's be honest. A lot of people don't have Demetrius. I was going to ask you. I was like, John, <laughs> so, you want to name those guys that have yeah, more I than agree. he does? I agree. There's probably one. His name's Henry Cejudo, <laughs> and that's it. I think that's it. I think all the guys in the UFC right now at 125, he would smoke all of them. I think he'd have a hard time with Henry, and that'd be it. I think he beats Devison Figueredo. I think he beats him. I think he beats uh, Mor- uh, uh, Moreno. Brandon Moreno. Yeah, I think he beats Brandon Moreno. Um, the rest of them below that, I don't even really. Those are just the t- top two guys, you know. Yeah. I think DJ would mop the rest of them as well. I think he would always have a hard time with Henry, just because the speed of Henry and the wrestling abilities of Henry, his submission defense, that type of stuff. But uh, Adriano Moraes is good. He's long. He's lanky. He, he's got good stand-up. He, he did. You could tell And after the first two rounds, he started to slow down. DJ started fighting the timing and the rhythm. And like you say, was able to start pushing him backwards. In the first two rounds, DJ wasn't able to push him backwards. It was, no, he, DJ was on his back foot. Yeah. But B, DJ did a lot of great things with the knees up the middle, knees in the gut, in the clinch, did some good work. The short little choppy elbows that he was landing from the bottom as well had a oh, yeah. lot of, they did a lot of damage. ton really? of damage. A lot of and so, as as the fight went on, you could see that Mariah started feel like started feeling. Wow, I'm started feeling hit. the effects. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. hit with these little things, but they're having they're they're bo- they're bothering me. Yeah, you know, what I, and this and he's not even breathing heavy. There's a lot of things that go through that goes through a fighter's mind, like 
I'm over here trying to pass guard, couldn't pass his guard, couldn't get couldn't get to a dominant top position, couldn't muscle him into the Darce and the Anacondas and the submission in the in the choke. DJ bought back up to his feet. He couldn't hold his head in place to knee him in the head like he did in the first fight. There was just things that he couldn't do because DJ was hip to the game now. Yeah. And he DJ went back home and figured out exactly what he needed did to do. Did his homework. In, in a, yeah, he did his homework. He's always been a his fight IQ is probably one of the best, if not the best. In the oh, game. it's fantastic. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna say that Marais is I would say top five, top five or six uh, flyweights, bantamweights, whatever it is. I mean, he's he's a stud. He's a stud. He's very talented. I think if, I'd love to see him against any of the other bantamweights in the world, whether it be Bellator or UFC. I'd like to see how he matches up. Bantamweights. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, you don't think he's making? You don't think he's, he's not going to make flyweight? No, yeah, I don't think he's going to make flyweight. No, he can make thirty-five though. Um, but overall, so I thought on. it was a, so I thought hold it was a good fight. So hold on, let, let's let's be honest here because that's really if you're going to say he's a bantamweight, which I don't agree. I don't think he's a bantamweight either. I think he's a fly a featherweight. I think he, I think he can make bantamweight though. Okay, so if he makes bantamweight, so who's he going to beat? <clears throat> top five, uh, top five. You said he's top five, so. Top okay. five in the UFC. Who's he beating? Uh, let's see. Pull up, pull up the top five, Dave, for me. Top five for bantamweights. Who who are the bantamweights there in the UFC? You don't know that by heart. You got Peter some Yon. killers, dude. You got Peter Yawn. So is he beating Peter? <clears throat> no. Okay. He's not, I I don't think he's beating. I don't think he's beating Peter. I don't think he's beating. I'll not he beating Al any Joe. of those guys. Maybe Corey Sanhagen. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Have you lost your mind? He could take Corey down. <laughs> oh my god! He could take Corey down. He's tall. Corey Sanhagen would smoke him. You're so mean, John. I'm not did you, mean. Did you wake just, up on the negative side of the bed today? I did not. I just I look at <laughs> and here's my problem. I look at this and I saw a fight with two different sized fighters, and it had an effect in the beginning of the fight, and eventually. <clears throat> The technique of the better fighter took over, but it had an effect on that fight in the beginning. Mm. <sighs> okay, Mr. Negative Nancy over here. Today. Uh, okay, I'm not. I'm <laughs> negative Nancy. <laughs> I'm just being like John. It was a good fight. They they brought it. Both of them brought it. They were evenly matched, and until DJ started to figure out the solution to the size. Sort of figuring out the solution to why, why, why the does pace. D, why does DJ have to figure out a solution to the size? Well, I mean, just the this, the length of his body. I mean, like having to deal the with the length of his tall. body because he can weigh one hundred and forty five fucking pounds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know what he actually came in at. He just looks big. He's maybe he's one of those like Corey Sanhagen looks big. No, Corey looks thin. <laughs> okay. Thin. Yeah. This Look at I'm being on. Moraes has muscle. You, he's got a big chest. He's got a big shoulder girdle. He's got big arm. I mean, skinny legs. Take a look. He's a, he's solid. Maybe he's his got bones thin are legs. hollow. Maybe his, his bones, bones are hollow. Are hollow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> um, You're right. He's right. a good fighter, but at bantamweight, I don't think that he's beating some of the guys that you're talking about. Said so putting him in the top five, but okay, maybe, okay. maybe maybe he would. Top five. Okay. Maybe he would. Maybe he's not top five. Okay. Let's say he's top ten though. Okay. You give him top 10? Will you give him top 10? Yeah, I'll give him top 10. Okay. I mean, he had a good, like, I think, okay, I think he beats Dominic Cruz. 
No, he doesn't. Wow. <laughs> I don't know he doesn't. <laughs> it's like, man. But you have to remember that he beat DJ, so you got to give him some clout. He did. He, you know, yeah. he beat, like, there's no doubt he beat DJ. And that's what happens when you, you know, different rule sets and things, and you're not quite accustomed to all the things and stuff. But, look, you know, nothing against him. He is a good fighter. You're absolutely right. I'm not saying he's not. I just, that size difference mm -hmm. and whatever one is doing with their weigh-ins, there's got to be something better to put them in that category. Do you think, do you think there's a little bit of that, that tomfoolery going around like it is, um, it, that pride used to be? Remember, because I remember on, I, I, when I weighed in to fight Daisuke, Sugiye, whatever it is, the Amazon kid. Yeah. He didn't make weight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how is this guy making weight? He's fucking shredded and huge. And I was like, there's no way he made weight, dude. Yeah. And then somebody else on the card too fought. I want to say it was the guy that fought Phil Baroni, and he didn't make weight either. Because you could tell, they step on the scale, the guy <laughs> steps off, steps on the scale, guy steps, doesn't take anything off, doesn't do anything, but all of a sudden he's on weight. It's like, what the fuck? What happened? He stepped yeah. on and stepped off and then stepped back on, and now he's on weight? Are you serious? He's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. Anyways. Uh, um, no, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's next for DJ. I mean, I don't know how many guys that they have. Are they going to start doing, like for DJ, are they going to start having him do the uh, like those type of gimmick fights? Because I don't know well, how many, I know they got a lot of good guys, but they're going to have to start doing, you know, where he fights a, a Muay Thai guy now. He, he did that before. He did the, yeah. he, where he did the one round of Muay Thai, one round of MMA. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I don't have a problem with that if that's what, no. you know, Demetrius goes, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I just don't think that it's right that I'm watching Demetrius Johnson. Have to fight someone that is clearly a bigger fighter than he is. Interesting. You're just biased because you like DJ. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. All right. Uh, overall, though, let's talk about the finish. Beautifully set up, straight, oh, uh, straight right, straight right or straight left? Yeah, straight right. Hit the straight right, then walked him backwards. Sat him to his butt. Came as he was stumbling backwards. What I loved, John, was this. Beautifully timed knee. It was perfectly timed what it was. He didn't rush it. Yeah, exactly. He tracked, he tracked he just tracked after him, him and he just... waited to the moment when his back hit the fence to where he knew he couldn't go anywhere and then threw the knee up the middle. Absolutely. So nicely done. Yeah. A lot yeah, of guys was... would have ran and rushed it. And exactly. It. And that, that is exactly when you're talking about the experience and the fight IQ. You watch what Demetrius does as far as tracking that movement as you see Marais falling backwards. He's just tracking, looking, 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 and he sees that cage, and all of a sudden, boom, up comes that left knee perfectly timed to where it hits right as his head is coming up yeah. against that cage. You couldn't ask for anything better. But you know, that's exactly, you know, the left knee is what put DJ away on the in the first fight. And the left knee puts, you know, Marais away on this one. They're going to end up having a third. Mm. Yeah. They're going to end up having another fight. I wonder if they're going to make, uh, if they're going to make the weight class a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's. I think that, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to have a third fight. Are they going to do an automatic rematch, you think? I don't know if it'll be right away, but uh, I, th- I think that the rematch will come. I just, it might not be the next fight for Demetrius. It's been 16 months, right, since they fought last time? Yeah. Isn't that what they said? Yeah. I remember we were all watching that fight yeah. in, a, in a hotel in Connecticut. That's right. At the Mohegan Sun. Yeah. So... All right, well, I mean, DJ gets the title at one. Great performance by him. Very patient. He showed his fight IQ throughout the whole fight. He really let Marais just kind of not really blow his wad pretty much. Let him fight his fight, stayed safe, chipped away at him the whole time, and then in the third round, you started seeing him take over. He started pushing Marais around, started piecing him up a little bit, started making him fight off of his back foot, started doing stuff that was like very he mentally. Creative. He mentally started yeah. to break him down. Yeah. Not that, not that you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Marais broke, no, but he was struggling, yeah, because everything turned on him, and, and and the fight turned in 180 degrees where where he was being successful, he he couldn't even get on track again, and Demetrius was putting a pressure on him that he was uncomfortable with. It was a, it was a beautifully executed fight game plan structure, everything that you're expecting from a guy that you look at and you go, he's one of the best fighters that's ever done it. Yep, yep. Would you put him ahead of uh, John Jones? <sighs> you know, it's so hard to say comparatively. You know, to sit there and say the one thing that I, I know about you know Demetrius is. Demetrius has been clean his entire life. Yeah. That would be the reason that I would say possibly. Yeah. 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 You put him ahead, of, it, G- like, if, put him ahead it, of GSP? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I would. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Okay. 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 Take a look right, at the streak. Was, <clears throat> yeah. Look at the street. Look, and, the, and the guy that he did end up losing to was Henry Cejudo. Is yeah. goes up and fights at one thirty five. And, 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 and you say, yeah, he lost to him. It was yeah, like it was, razor, it, razor close. Could have gone either way. Yeah, it was a close fight. It was a good fight too. I'm surprised that the UFC didn't keep that to run it back again because they had fought twice. Well, you know? I think there was a lot of other things going on. Yeah, they just yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up on the uh, main event. But let's talk about the next fight on that card. Let's see here. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, if you're talking MMA, you know, there yeah. was kickboxing. And yes, there was. Nong Lo looked fantastic. Uh-huh. Beautiful leg kicks for the win. But if you're going to say MMA, it was Marcus Buchecha Almeida taking on Kirill Grishenko. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, a lot of things going on with uh, Buchecha in this, and you got to give him credit for staying, you know, staying with it, keeping the fight. Not an easy thing to do. He had a, you know, someone that was very close to him and Leander Lowe who was taken, and that's not an easy thing to deal with with your training and stuff. But you know, I think that Juan is doing a good job with, you know, Almeida. I think that they're giving him the opponents that are the right opponents at the time. They have some guys in there, you know, and, you know, Alec Bari is one that could no. be a problem for him. And so they're not just putting him in there against yeah. someone like Amir. They're putting him against the right guys. He got the takedown, and it, the takedown was not good. 
I'm just gonna, you know, it it did not it did not <laughs> bode well for John. It was horrible. Okay, it did not bode well for a good double lick, but it does show that look when he hits the ground, he doesn't just yeah. sit there, no. you know. And he did a beautiful job and twining a leg right to the heel hook, boom, gets the tap, and hey, that's what fighting's about. And, and then and he did it under, you know, some duress. You know, you know, some mental duress as far as, you know, what occurred and stuff. So these are the things that you've got to overcome as a fighter. You know, not every day is going to be your day where everything is good and you're, you're feeling great. I, you know, I'm sure he was, you know, hurting inside and still went out, performed, got a first, you know, almost first minute submission. You can't ask for anything more. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing right now. He's a young fighter. Yeah, he's a young he's young in fighting, but he is next level on the ground. Oh yeah. So just getting him comfortable on the feet in his transitions also to the ground um is gonna take some time. And they're doing a good job of, of making sure they work around that. But if you were to put him against someone like Amir Al Akbari, mm. he'd have a hard time. Takedowns, he would be getting hit with big shots. I don't know if he'd be he's not ready for it now, I know that. But it's going to sure. take him some time to get to that fight. Yeah, I'd say at least another, at least another three or four fights. But he was rocking the BJ Penn Ruka shorts. Yes, I love he that. was. He's a, <laughs> he's a good guy, man. Yeah, Buchet is a good guy, and like you said, he was very close with Leandro Lowe. They were they were yeah. training partners. You know, yep. um, they'd uh, compete against each other uh, a couple times. Just really good guys, both of them. Um, but they're and they're funny together too. They were funny together and. I think it was then when you're dealing with something like that with someone you've known pretty much half your life, and they're no longer there, and it's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of fighters, a lot of grapplers right now are going through a lot of hard times because just to think like, oh, I was just competing against him two months ago, or oh, I just, you know, I you was just training with him, you know, last week. There's a lot that goes through those people's minds when they're getting ready to compete again. They show up to tournaments. He's no longer there. Sad. It truly this is, is sad. This is, so. this is the whole thing, Josh, is you know, people need to understand. That's why you live your life every day. Because nothing is guaranteed to any of us. And, and and God knows Leandro did not deserve what occurred. It was a tragedy. It's horrible. But nothing's guaranteed, man. Yeah. And you got you, you get chances, take them. Do things. Enjoy life. Don't let things pass you by. You True. never know. True, true. Uh, good, good job by uh, Buchecha. Nice work. But this heavyweight fight, though, Amir Al-Bakbari. Al-Bakbari. And uh, how do you say his last name? Cerilli. Yeah. What a, John, I'm going to be honest. These two guys were fucking slinging it. Oh, yeah. They were slinging it. Now, Amir can wrestle. He can, he's a fucking damn good wrestler. Yeah. But he was letting the hands go. He was taking some shots. He was delivering the shots. It was a good fight. It was a good, good fight. And I thought for a moment that Amir was getting tired, you know, going in, in towards the middle of that <laughs> the, second round. I was hold like, on, hold holy on. shit. You know, it's not that, you know, you thought. No, he was. He, <laughs> he was. He did get tired. Well, uh, Cerulli, though, looked like he was the fresher fighter until he got taken down and then got crucifixed and then smashed. Yeah. But he was looking good on his feet as he was coming back a little bit. And Amir was almost taking a breather halfway through that second round. But John, I've got to be honest. When one came, when one was doing their, when they put together their card, they put together a card where I think they knew they were going to get a lot of good fights. 
in terms of excitement. Finishes. They put the, it finishes and finishes. But they also like they're using guys like DJ's name. They're using guys like Buchecha's name to bring in, you know, the casual or just the jiu-jitsu uh, teams to watch whatever it was. But this was to me, this was a really good fight. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the two heavyweights. They, they were gunslinging. There's a lot. There's some good techniques in terms of on the takedowns and the wrestling and the control, the mat returns, you know, working his way past guard into the crucifix position a couple times. He did it early in the he did it in the first round as well. He had some good perform. He had he had a good performance, and I really liked the fight. That that was one of my favorite fights on the card. I, I thought I thought Amir actually coming off of not performing the way that you expect him to. Yeah, um, he came out. He he fought a guy that was not backing off of him, not afraid of him, mm-hmm. and he had to go out and he had to perform, and he did. And I give him credit for you know what he did. He got to that crucifix twice, mm-hmm. and when he got to the crucifix. Moro Cirelli had no answers on how to get out of that. It was not, you know, something that he was comfortable with. And so, good win by Amir. Good, good. What about the other two fights there, John? I love the Harada versus Lin fight. I thought it was, that was the one that I go, that was an entertaining fight. Harada was getting her leg torn up. Did you see her leg in that thing? I mean, she was just inside and outside on it, man. Lin was all over it. But Harada stayed with it, and it was that whole thing. <sighs> she was looking to finish the fight. That's what I, you know, I always think. That's what you should be looking at is who's going to win the fight. And then she landed a big shot right at the end, and she got the decision. She should have. I thought it was a great win for someone that took a lot of abuse, especially on that leg. But you know what? She hung tough. She was nasty. She, you know, she stuck with what she was good at, and then actually landed. Because she's not great with a stand-up. She's much better with her grappling, but landed the big shot right at the end that I think, you know, that's what won her the fight. So what's with the catch weight? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know why they did it, you know, but instead of 120 pounds, it's like Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. overall it's a good fight. Uh like you said, uh Harada being the better grappler, but yeah. not really all that great on her feet, but she's a dog. So like you know, I know I know you guys are gonna give me you guys are gonna give me a hard time. She's actually a she's dog. actually a very very nice looking you know, young young lady. But yes, yes. Uh what about the other fight, dude? What a uppercut knockout! I mean, Katastam just lit, <laughs> lit, dude. I don't think I've ever seen someone get knocked out like that by an uppercut. That clean, that clean, man. Yeah, I mean, Lapikas. What are you yeah. going to Anyone can get caught with it, but goddamn, it was a beautiful, yeah, beautiful shot. So, just right again, up the middle. Here's what I, I, I look in you, and you look at, you know, Yuri Lupikas is a guy that fought Eddie Alvarez, 155 pound fighter. This is 189 pound catch weight. This is where I, the, the weights just are like, yeah. it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got, you've got to set a state, you've got to set. I understand doing, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get, but you know what? Bellator does a lot of catch weights sometimes. Yeah, I don't like those either. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why kill yourself when you get just fight up the weight class? Like, just call it one. See, I don't have a problem if both people are, we'll say, 155 pound fighters, Mm -hmm. and they both say, "Hey, you know what? I don't feel like losing weight at all. I'm 170." 
four. And the guy says, yeah, I'm 175. All right, let's do a 175. Pack. Okay. If it's not a championship fight, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. But when I know of a guy that has been fighting at a lower weight class and all of a sudden he's 40 pounds above what is the weight class that you kind of figure that yeah. he's fighting at, it's like, damn. I don't know. Yeah. That's what happened with Peter Queeley and Ryan Scope. Yep. Ryan Scope hits up Peter Queeley like the day before uh, or at the, at the Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. And they were fighting on, I think, Friday. He goes, hey, do you mind? Uh, he's like, you know, do you want to cut the weight? He's like, how much you weigh? And he's like, oh, I guess they were both stepping in uh, to the scale area to check their weights. And they were both kind of around the same way. And he's like, hey, do you want to just call it this? He's like, yeah, sure. So they both agreed. Yeah. But then when someone does that, that to me makes me feel like. See, you think you're, you're already, getting you're, cheated. You, you feel like, oh, I've got you. Mm-hmm. You're, <laughs> mentally, you're mentally already broken. You can't even make the fucking weight. Or you don't want to make the weight. You're already quitting. So, John, I thought that the card was good. I liked it. Um, but there's another fight that we had talked about last week, which is Christian Lee and Oak. Oh, yeah. That was a fantastic performance by Christian Lee. Boom. Man, you know, you talk about a guy that you've, you've watched since, you know, I've watched him since he was 17 years old. Yeah. You know, he's now 24. That's seven years, okay? And, man, just looking at him when I, I you know, I, the the fight he, he comes out and everything, I'm looking at him going, "God damn, Christian Lee's grown up, man." <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I'm used to looking at that thin teenage kid, and I go, he, "No, he's he's a man yeah. now." Look at, and it showed, and man, he, he had power. He snapped Oak's head back with just jabs. He made him look like a Pez dispenser at times. His head was snapping back there. There was candy popping out. I mean. Everything he threw, he was touching him and touching him with power. Oak was in, he was a full second behind in that fight throughout the, you know, the two rounds that it took. And then he just was eating big shots. I don't think Christian got hit more than three times in that entire yeah. fight. And uh, he had chances to take it to the ground, did not want to was just lighting him up on the feet and then you know the knees on the ground you know to the head beautifully done you know that's a great way to finish the fight he's the champ again and look christian lee can fight with anyone the kid is a stud now he's not a kid the man is a stud (laughs) um i'm i I like him I, i like that he came out and he was it seemed like every time he touched oak oak was he hurt him stumbling or hurt or tripping over his own feet because he was rocked whatever it was yeah he had he was like look i got your number i'm not gonna let you push me around I, i've got you and it was it was a very impressive performance yeah very pre- impressive yep. i'm looking forward to what he has has coming up because he's somebody they could really piggyback on oh ride it, and ride up into the glory that he's good looking speaks well think believes he lives he lives in hawaii Yep. You know, uh, he's he's got he's got a following, but he's very talented. His sisters both fight. They're both really good. I just think that there's something there. So w- it's up to one to really promote the shit out of this young man. Yes. Because I'm looking at this picture right now of him on Sure Dog, and he looks like he's four. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, but then yeah. the, the guy, the, the man that I saw in that cage. Because that's the kid that you watched yeah. you know, when he started fighting. And you go, yeah, yeah. that's Christian. 
Not anymore. No. Yeah, no, he no, looks no. like a man. Yeah. Yeah, he's filling out. What's your take on the knees? I love it. I wish we could do them. I love it. Yeah, look, I've said it forever. I, it, it's not going to change here in the States, but it is an absolute, uh, truly mean? effective. What's that? What do you mean it's not going to change in the States? How can how can one come to the U.S. and do shows? Go ahead. I'm asking. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm asking you. How do they? How do they come? Because there's talk. That they're supposed to be here next year. Yeah. How are they going to come to the states and implement their rules? They can. They can come, and there can be a regulatory body that goes okay. But it's not going to be part of what the ABC and the Unified Rules is part of. That ain't going to happen. So I wish it would. But there's too much liability associated with it. You know, let, let's be honest, Josh. How many times have you seen a fighter get hit with a knee to the head and act like, oh, my God, my life is ending. I may die right here in front of everybody when they're not hurt. We're giving out okay? Oscars these days. Okay. I know, someone, I know so, someone just won one and a belt with it. We see, we see that time and time again when it comes to knees on the ground. So right away. Athletic commissioners are like, oh, my God, those are horrible, horrible. You can watch in one, and you'll see, and we used to watch it in Pride, guys that get hit by a knee and, you know, get themselves out of trouble and just continue to fight because they knew, oh, I can't, you know, just act like that hurt me and they're going to give me time and give me a win. So the, the problem is there will be fighters who, if they switched it over, and they said, okay, we're going to allow knees to the head. And then the fighter gets knocked out. They're going to go after the promotion. They're going to go after the regulator. They're going to have to go. They're going to go after everyone saying, I was physically harmed by the new rule set. You, for 20 years, said that this was dangerous. And now you may, I, I fought under it and I got hurt. And they're going to get some lawyer that's going to sue. And it, that's why they won't do it. They will not open themselves up to the liability of it. Wow. I wish they would, but it's not going to happen. That's always been one thing that I felt like we should have always allowed was knees to the head on the ground. <laughs> I tried in the beginning. Trust me. I was told, I, you to, you John, told me shut a story. Up. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Lorenzo, right? Lorenzo mm -hmm. and you had a conversation like, John, you've got to concede something yep. you know, to make them feel like they know what they're doing. Like it makes them feel like they, they're getting things the way they want. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But, yeah. <clears throat> like the dumbass 12 to 6 thing, Oh, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the 12 oh, to 6 yeah. elbow is the most ridiculous rule ever. So ridiculous. Yeah, but then you'll get people that are big time in the sport that'll say, oh, my God, that's horrible. That should never be allowed. Yeah. Yeah, so... John, is there any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Uh, pull that up real there. quick. Yeah, there was... Um, you got to give it up for Kai Tang. Man, I'll tell you what. Ton Lee, man, he, he was the champ. He went out. He fought that fight. Kai Tang is one of those guys. You, you talk about a, a guy that, you know, he is hard to touch. He is so fast. He moves so well. I thought that Lee was going after him, trying to be offensive. He just wasn't able to, you know, touch him enough. 
and it just you got to give it up to the the skill level and the the stand up you know just technique and expertise of Kai Tang. That, the guy's special, and he's gonna be hard for anyone you know that's gonna match up with him because he can sit back and he can just you know move in and out. He's very elusive. I give Lee credit, man. He went after him for the whole twenty you know five minutes of the fight, five rounds. Wasn't able to touch him a whole bunch. You know, a lot of people are going to say, well, but he was the guy trying to, you know, really end the fight. You had to give it to Tang in the fact that, look, he landed the more, the more effective shots. He just didn't put a whole lot of volume on him. He just yeah. waited until he was able to touch him and get out of there and not get hit. But um, they've got a real winner in Kai Tang. They got, they got a guy that that guy can fight. Man, stand-up-wise, we'll yeah. see what happens with the ground. Yeah. You know, when someone gets him down. But stand up, that son of a bitch is good. People think when you think, oh, just a Muay Thai guy. Muay Thai guys are really hard to take down. Yeah. Their hip control, the ability to, to judge you on the takedown with Their the knees. Their clinches are freaking great. Their foot sweeps are great. <clears throat> so if you think that it's so funny because um, John Fitch went out to Thailand and he's like, yeah, this guy was only like 125 pounds. He's like, I couldn't get that fucker off of me. He's like, he was hanging on my head. He's like, he was yep. putting his feet up on my hips. He's like, I could have slammed it. He's like, and every time I went to throw him it's down, like a he, monkey just, on me, yeah, man. he just put his feet to the ground and popped back up. It was, he's like, man, it was horrible. So I just think like, people think like, oh, you just take the Muay Thai guy down. No, it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. It's not as easy as you think. So it is not easy. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our 1FC talk. And uh, this is their first show, John, on Amazon Video, Amazon Prime, Amazon Video. And I thought overall they went a little over the top, but a little bit. I expected that because this is I their just first want them show. To be, I just want them to be be yourself. Because be they, they have a great product. Yes, they do. They do. And and they're unique in that they're going to do things that other promotions are not going to do. Exactly. And so that's what, that's what makes them fun. And yeah. so I'm ex I'm excited to see where they really go with this because they've got a lot of top level jiu-jitsu guys that they signed to do grappling matches and maybe yep. even eventually work into some sort of you know MMA career. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to being able to watch them now, at, you know, and not at three in the fucking morning. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I just I think for people at home though, if you guys are watching it, there's a couple things you have to remember not to expect is don't expect the wild, crazy-ass crowds. They are not that way. Don't let that take away from the product that they're presenting you. They have a good product. They've got good fighters. Um, they're entertaining. And John, John, is, John, I have said, sometimes, sure, the fights are one-sided. But look, being one-sided and being good fights, you've got to separate them. Yeah, There was some great fights, even though it seemed like it was one-sided, but it was the combinations that were done in that lets you know that both fighters are really good. Yeah. Just one was the better fighter. Yeah. And that's kind of how the fight game goes. But I, I'm excited. I'm really excited because I enjoy the Muay Thai with MMA gloves. I really enjoy it. Because they can't just cover and parry no. and block. I fucking love it. Yeah. There was a beautiful kickboxing fight right before the main event. The guy hit him with the fucking right hook and then came up with the head kick. And I was like, holy shit. He dipped right and hit him with the right hook. He was already out. As he was going down, he kid him with the shin kick right across the face. Just shin to the dome, as Rogan would say. Oh, yeah. It was fucking awesome. So, good stuff. I'm looking forward to their next show. Dave, do we know when their next show is? Uh, I want to uh, say it, it was it's September, September 29th, right? 
Yeah. I think it's September 29th. 29th or 30th or something like that, yeah. At, at least the one on Prime. September 29th. Yeah, yeah September 29th. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Dave. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, right on top of it. Well, I mean, no, I said, said it 16 times. I said it, so maybe you heard, huh? I think you said like September 26th. Yeah, September 29th. Come on. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our 1FC talk. And uh, Dave, what do you got for us, man? There's some news, some things dropping. What? Well, yeah, on. we got fates, we got news. So let's talk about announced fates, and then we'll get into some uh, just kind of uh, opinions on things. So the first fight is Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. Um, it's a catchweight bout on the Nate Diaz-Chimaev card. Um and I'm wondering if uh, the catchweight... So I did skewer high and low for this. Um, I've not been able to find the weight that has been um, declared for this fight. Uh, I'm wondering if it is 170 since Kevin Holland's fighting at 185 right now. Uh, I know he's fluctuate, he has fluctuated in the past. But maybe it's like a re- potential replacement if something happens with the Nate diaz Chimaya fight. I mean, I don't know. But maybe it is. They, you know, they're high on Holland. I don't know. Anyway... We have this fight announced. Yeah, I the I don't understand the catchweight. Holland's at one seventy now. He said he's yeah, clear. He's, he's been at one seventy. He's been at one seventy now for I think last one, couple at least fights. one fight. Last two fights. Yeah. So um yeah he's at one seventy. So maybe it's Rodriguez at coming you know couldn't get his weight down in time. I don't know. They just added this and this fight's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, yep. it's like two weeks. Yeah, so a week and a half. I don't maybe maybe I'm just being honest. Maybe they had to fight Rodriguez or maybe they had to fight Holland. In a certain amount of time, because maybe he, he's not he wasn't active enough from that drop from eighty five to seventy took some time, because you have they have to offer you three fights a year. Well, Daniel so, Rodriguez looks like he's a one seventy fighter as well because he's fought Kevin Lee, Mike Perry, has, has been Grant. for years. Yeah, but he might be coming in where he's taking this thing. Well, you Johnny know, hasn't with, fought for a year, so yeah, but that's my whole point. He hasn't fought for a year, and so he's a little heavy because he wasn't planning on fighting Kevin Holland. On September 10th, but they gave him the opportunity. He says, look, I can make it to this. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. John, there wasn't a whole lot of fights to bet on this week, but Demetrius Johnson got it done, and what an impressive performance by him. He looked good. Started off a little slow, had to deal with the size, but MyBookie had some great odds on them. And MyBookie.ag, use our promo code WAYNEIN, that QR code right there that Podcast Dave's going to put up for you. Click that. That'll take you to MyBookie.ag and our link at MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code WAYNEIN. I think it's a good fight. We're going to see. It is a good fight. D-Rod is a stud. So that should be a good fight. Holland uh, looking good. Looked like he's coming into his own at 170, man. I think he's found his spot. Yep. I think he's found his spot. So his body style is going to, yeah, he's going to give a lot of problems to a lot of these welterweights. <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen him versus Stephen Thompson. Ooh, Kevin Holland yeah. and Stephen Thompson. That'd be a good yeah, one. That'd be kind of a fun fight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, next, what else you got for us? Um, I can't find my mouse here. There we Jeez, go. Jeez, come on, dude. Uh, Junkie reports: Vitor Belfort versus Hasim Rachman Jr. Uh, this is happening October fifteenth. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Well, we'll see what happens. Hasim Rachman was not able to take on Jake Paul for whatever reason that people want to come up with, but it had nothing to do with him not making weight because he was close to making weight anyway. So, you know, yeah. 
this fight right here, though, is you look and you go, why? What, what's the point? Money. What's the point? What's the point, though? Is, 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 is Rockman Jr. a fighter that people are, are like, clamoring to see? Uh, I didn't even know he was a fighter until the Jake Paul situation. Yeah. John, I don't know, John. The the nostalgia for MMA guys versus boxers. I'm kind of losing it. It's not there anymore for me. No, nope. there's fight. There's fights that I would like to see, but they're not. They're not coming about. So I just I'm I kind of losing interest. I see things like this. I'm like, you know, it was fun when I got to watch. You know, Derek Campos fight in that in that Dorito chip thing. <laughs> the triad. You know, I'm really loving uh, Mike Perry right now, man. Yep. I I'm think Mike really, Perry I'm, in bare knuckle boxing is fantastic. I think he's I'm made really for it. That. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Chad Mendes fight again in the bare knuckle boxing thing as well. There's 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 just there's fights to be had that I'm looking forward to. I just don't know if they're gonna do the matchmaking that we would want them to do. Um but this fight, I have, I, I don't know. I, I've lost interest in the Vitor Belfort thing for a while now. And, um, you know, but uh, Rockman, I don't know. I, I, what are they going to fight at? Heavyweight? Yeah, I would, I would assume. Yeah, right. I mean, Rockman mm-hmm. just made 206. Yep. He showed he made 206. So I'm assuming Vitor. Vitor's not a big guy. He's not tall. He's not long. He's not lanky. He's not a big guy. He might, he might be on the sauce again. So you're so funny. I love you. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, John. I did not. <laughs> I'm just feisty. being honest. A little feisty Look today. A little TRT. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's got no one uh, testing him. No, man. The allowed amounts. All right. Next. All right. Um, talking about matchmaking and all that. Um, Darren Tell says... He's coming back, um, and he wants to get two fights in before the year's out, before 2022 is out. I mean, you know, we're cutting it fine here, but two fights and expects next year to be the return back on the title scene. What do you guys think about this? First off, I love Darren Till's personality. I love Darren Till as a fighter. I think as a personality, he's fantastic. He's funny. Uh, he's He's got a ton going for him. He just seems to have right now you know, every time that he's starting to get ready for a fight, something bad happens. He gets hurt. He's getting that, you know, almost the label of a little bit brittle, and he's not able to get himself to the fight. That's really what it's going to be. He's saying, you know, I want two fights. That's great. Let's get one. Mm-hmm. Let's get one in right now, you know, and not worry about getting two in. Get yourself to the show. Get yourself to the fight. And let's see if the comeback is on. But like he's a good fighter, and like I said, he's a personality. He's funny. He's you know, he's uh, entertaining as a fighter. So just get to the fight, man. Yeah, I mean, I want to see who they're going to match him up with. I mean, is he fighting at seventy or is he back up at eighty-five? I believe he's still at eighty-five. Eighty-five. 85. Yeah. yeah. The last the last scheduled boat was eighty-five. <laughs> Got it, got it. Yeah, so 70, I'm, I'm, he was dying. Yeah, he was killing himself to one seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if he's gonna be eighty five, who's he fight there? I mean, I mean it, it really depends. You know, I don't think he right now he's not in the rankings, so you can go in, you know, anywhere within you know. When was the last time he fought? The 
Well, there he is in the rank. He's number nine still. There you go. I think, so do you have was, a uh, I think it was. Let's see. Talking to the mic, buddy. I thought I think it was um at least a, at least a year over a year ago it was uh, September last year so Derek we Brunson year coming up yep lost to Brunson and lost to who Whitaker uh, Whitaker a year before that over a year yeah. before that so wow. pretty pretty crazy yeah. yeah he's been he's been not been active and then who else is in that weight class there at one eighty five oh my God he got a ton yeah you know? Hermanson Strickland. I would like to see him against Duplessis. That would be a fun fight. It would be good. I don't know if he'd want to drop down, you know, fighting someone like that. But, you know, Darren Till against Sean Strickland, that would be a fun fight. I'd love to see that fight. Sign me up for that fight. Can you yeah. imagine the trash talking between those two? Oh, guys? dude, it'd be great. It'd be Fucking awesome. Amazing. I'd love to see that fight. Well, John and I are playing matchmaker over here. I, I think that's a great fight. Strickland and uh, for his first fight back, though. But Strickland's got a fight. No, up, I know right? what I'm saying, but for Darren Till, his first fight back, that's who. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll take it. Duplessis is I'll a take. good fight, too. I'll yeah. take that fight. I'm tired of watching him fight grapplers. Yeah, that's why that's why I, I, if I was gonna look stand. and I go, Yeah, both Strickland, both and Duplessis, they're gonna stand and bang with him. That's perfect. Yeah, Paul Costa. Yeah. Paulo's not gonna be in that position, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, hey, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, uh, you talked about Sean Strickland. You talked about the trash talking. I want to get, um, you know, thoughts on this one. You know, Josh, your your homie Luke over here retired this week, <laughs> uh, handed in his official notice to the UFC. Sean Strickland came out and made some, you know, kind of controversial comments. Controversial. Um, like what? Yeah. What did he say? Like, you're you know, telling me that Sean Strickland said something that was controversial? No way. That yeah, is no amazing. Way. Wow. So let me read off the comments and then let's get your reaction to it. So Sean Strickland says, and you guys know, you know. I thought you don't read comments, Dave. They don't read the comments. (laughs) Go go ahead. Um, At least it's my job. It's not your job to read comments. It's my job to read comments. Uh, Sean Strickland says, I'm actually glad he retired, man. You will not meet a human being that meets Luke Rockhold and says, man, this is a solid guy. I want to go hang out with him. Luke Rockhold is a definition of what an uptake c word is and i'm glad that i did not have to hear his name or see him in the mma community no one thought luke was gonna win we all knew that you guys fucking knew that Uh, i knew that fucking guy is a champion he does train he wasn't going to win but like he's not a fucking can you don't win a bell even if he did win at a very easy time you don't win a bell and then fucking suck well he all over the place there but John, I'm t- I'm trying to figure out if he was able to put a full sentence together. He got more than one full sentence. Yeah, they just didn't big, match up. It was all run on. It was a big run on <laughs> sentence that just went everywhere. It's basically calling him a piece of shit. But then in the same breath, oh, he trains hard but doesn't train. And yeah, anyways, look, Sean Strickland was supposed to fight Luke. The fight fell off. I think Sean got hurt, or no, Luke got hurt. Luke's back, I think. Back got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that fight didn't come about. I would have loved to have seen that fight. I think, my, in my opinion, I think Luke would have beat him. That was a better stylistic matchup for him than, than Paul Costa. To me, Paul Costa, the explosiveness, the takedown defense, all that stuff, that, that was going to give Luke a hard time 
Sean Strickland's not explosive. He's just a pressure fighter. Pressure think, fighter. Yeah, I think I think had Luke got him down, he would have controlled the top position. Getting Paul Acosta down, we saw with Yo Romero, is not an easy task. <laughs> so, but overall, Luke's gonna ride off into the sunset. You know, continue to bang all these chicks and have a good life. You know, and that that's gonna be Luke. Let Luke be Luke. Why why talk about him now? Let him like I don't understand. I don't. I don't get this. I don't understand the hate after someone's gone. Like, l- l- let him be. Ah, I'm just gonna say it as as simple as it is. Luke Rockhold was a world champion. Two organizations. Yeah. Until such time that you are. Yeah. Have have some respect for him. He he did it. That's true. That's true. I didn't. No, nothing against Sean. I love Sean Strickland. I think he's a blast. I love watching him fight. There's no reason to get on somebody, you know, in that whole thing. There's no, there's no reason for it. Yeah, I completely, I don't know what it is, but I just, I just always tie up the UFC belt and the Strike Force belt as him just being a champion. I don't, I keep, like, you have to remember who he beat in the Strike. Yeah, like, Strike Force had some fucking murderers there. You know, Tim Kennedy, Jacare, those guys were all studs back then. Yeah. Like, studs. And, uh, and, you know, he was beating him then. He was young, too. I don't know. I don't even think he was 26, 27 years old when he won the title. Uh-huh. You know, I think he was 29 when he beat Weidman. You know what I mean? So, like, he was a baby when he came over from Strike Force, and he was beating guys like Jacare, who fucking was a fucking animal, you know? And then uh, Tim Kennedy, who was a fucking animal as well. So, I mean, he wasn't beating slouches over in Strike Force. He was. And so he's a two, like you said. Two promotion champion. He's a stud. He's a stud. I don't know, Sean, man. Like you said, John. (laughs) Sean, you got to leave him alone, buddy. Let him ride off. Enjoy himself. All right, next. All right. uh, I don't know if you guys caught it this week, but Mike Perry was uh, doing an interview, and he talked about training with Jake Paul, and he was saying that like when Jake Paul hit him, he didn't really feel the power of Jake Paul or what he felt wasn't powerful enough to, like, you know, cause him any concern, and uh, he thinks Mike Perry does that. He is the fight for Jake Paul now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember watching the tape of Mike Perry and Jake Paul training, and then at the end of it, Mike Perry saying, "You whip my ass." <laughs> but wouldn't you say that if you were trying to get a money fight? No, he wasn't trying to get any kind of fight. He was just being honest when he said, "Yeah." He won my ass. This he wasn't. He was. You know, it was sparring. One person was getting ready for the fight. One person was just in there to help with the sparring. That being Mike Perry. I'm not saying that Mike Perry can't beat him in a boxing match, but you know, it was as far as you know. Mike Perry was honest at that moment because it's on tape. He's the one that said it. How do you know he's being honest? Why would he say it, Dave? Just to sit there and say, "Oh, you whipped my ass." Here, you're, there, I want you to figure Jake this Paul. out, Dave. You will never hear me say, Dave, you whipped my ass. You know why? Because you didn't. <laughs> because Dave, I'm never going to make you millions of dollars in a boxing match. Because <laughs> Dave can't fight. We know that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'll, make jo- I'll make Josh a few bucks because, you know, like I'm more popular, but ooh. I'll, never, I'll never make... You know, I'll never make John a million bucks in a boxing match. You know, if Jake yeah. Paul's going to make you a million bucks in a box- boxing match, do you just tell him, hey... Great job, buddy. You whipped my ass out there. Nah. He wasn't getting a boxing match against him, though. 
but it was he, I mean, but, it was forward, but, forward but, thinking, but. forward thinking, no. forward thinking. <laughs> Dave, here, let me let me spell this out for you. T R O L L. Yes, Dave. you are Dave. a troll. He's just no, trolling I'm, you right now. Yeah. Promise, he's pushing so hard. He's he's trying too hard no. to troll you. I'm just I trying know. to I'm trying no. to remind you guys that that we live in a different age. We don't live we don't live in the age of like where you when you call somebody you have to like rotate the dial to like get to number nine. <laughs> like we don't, we don't live there anymore. Good call on that one, Dave. We live in the Twitter age, right? Where you can just send it's, your beef across the. It's called the rotary and, phone, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Josh, that's that's how that's how new age I am. I don't even know that. You don't even know what it's like, right? You don't even know why they call it hanging up the phone, huh? You just have to push the end <laughs> button. That's all you know. I, I, I just call, I, I literally call it, had I literally I call had it someone, clicking the AirPods, clicking the AirPods. I had a young kid ask me. He's like, "Why do they call it hanging up the phone?" I was like, "Oh, jeez, <laughs> these kids, no idea." Uh, they never uh, watched the Bigfoot I, and Hendersons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, Bare knuckle or real boxing? I think Jake Paul wanted to be real if boxing. If it was bare knuckle, I'll go Mike Perry anytime. I think, like I said, I think Mike Perry is meant to be that brawling style that is a bare knuckle fighter. I think that Jake Paul going against him in that, not much of a chance. I think if you put the boxing gloves on, probably Jake Paul is going to be the guy. He's got you know cleaner technique in the boxing game. Yeah, and he'll probably end up, you know, just touching uh, Perry up. Perry will go after him, but he won't be able to land the big shot. But if it was bare knuckle, I'm going Mike Perry. Interesting. All right. Well, I think I think um, yeah, I think I think Jake Paul is going to have the say. He's going to probably use the bigger gloves. He's going to want. <laughs> he's going to want to have gloves. And so yes. if Mike Perry goes over there, I think that's going to be a problem for him. But if they were to fight bare knuckle, I would go with Mike Perry also. Yeah. It's different. Just different different styles. Rough yeah. and rugged versus, you know. Yeah. You can hold and hit at times. It's it's a different style. It's yeah. you know, the rules are different. Yep. Next. All right, let's talk about this next one. Uh again, you know, making these fights. Steven Thompson says he wants to fight Michael Pereira and he thinks he could finish him. What do you guys think about this fight? For Stephen Thompson, I think that's a fantastic fight. Yeah, I think that's a fight that I would I would love to see. I you know, you know, Mikel Pajaya is just he's he's an athlete and he's all over the place. But as he has fought higher competition, as he has fought better fighters, a lot of the the ridiculous stuff has gone out. He's put it to the back. He doesn't pull out those things off because they waste energy that doesn't help him win the fight. He wouldn't be able to do those things against Steven Wonderboy Thompson. But as far as a stand-up fight, I would love to watch Pahea against Wonderboy. I think that would be a great fight, a great matchup. And you know, and they were talking about putting Wonderboy against um, you know, Rachmanov. I think this is a much more interesting fight to watch than Rachmanov against Stephen Thompson. I think this is a great fight. I think Wonder Boy is right. I'd like to see Stephen Thompson in RDA. <laughs> I 
Well, because RDA came out and said, like, hey, I don't want to fight wrestlers fighters. anymore. I want to fight some stand-up guys. And then he wants to fight legends. He wants to fight guys that are older. And, like, you know, he wants those type Wait, of hold fights. Hold on, hold on. What do, you, what do you mean he wants to fight stand-up guys? That's what he said. It, yeah. Yeah, it, that's, yeah. That's what he says until he fights a stand-up guy and then he's taking him down. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what he said. Or Stephen Thompson wants to fight the stand-up guys, too. I think, I think that that would be a good fight, though. But I like this fight, too. Uh, size might be a little bit of a factor. Because Pahea's mm-hmm. a big guy for 170. Yeah. Steven Thompson's tall, long, lanky, but he's not he's not a big guy. Pahea's Doesn't big have to for be. this weight. Yeah. He's, Pahea's he, big for this weight. He's long. Pahea's Steven's big. Good. Yeah, yeah you're big. right. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great match. I like this matchup. I think it's one the UFC should try to make. Does Steven Thompson get him out of there? Possibly. But possibly not. That's why, that's why I want to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If Steven Thompson, like, he's kind of where RDA is. The two of them are kind of in a certain place in their career. Yeah. Like, look, the title run's not there. Nope. Give me fights that excite me. Give me fights that really pump me up and want, you know, and get me to want to, to be there and be able to train hard. Yeah, so exactly. We see this with these guys. Next. be a good one. All right. Last one we'll wrap up on. Uh, this beef between <laughs> DC and Masvidal uh, that took Twitter by storm this week. <laughs> I'm gonna um, let Josh go because these are both Josh's guys. <laughs> so, um, Josh Masvidal, uh, sorry, DC makes comments about uh, Masvidal's place and in, in, in the title fight picture. Now that Leon has won the title, and um, there obviously is a story behind the Leon Masvidal fight, um, but there's more um, credential behind someone like and. Um, the greatest Kobe Covington getting the fight. So <laughs> Daniel Cormier says, uh, "Did he George... really just slide that in there like that?" <laughs> yes, yes. Did he? He's uh, trolling. He's trolling you, John. <laughs> just go wash your mouth he's, out. He's the number one fighter, John. Johnny's the number one fighter. <laughs> he's, the he's the number, number one, one fighter. No, he's yeah, not. He's, no, he's not. Waterway. Did you know? No, he's not. Kill Sonnen? No, he's, no, he's not. not. He's not even the number one fighter in his weight class. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that's what I said. He's the number one fighter in his weight class. No, he's not. He's not. He's not, he's not Good. He's not. Good. Pull up. Pull up the rankings. Sorry. Come pull up the me. rankings, Dave. <laughs> pull up the rankings, Dave. All right. All right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, what is that? That's a well, number two by his name. But but no 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 but. Leon was number Dave. two, beat Kamaru. Just Kamaru, say obviously. it. John, Dave, say you were, say you just were say wrong. I was Dave, wrong. Say you were wrong. John, just say. I, I, I don't go off what the media thinks. Just say. <laughs> just say, John, I'm sorry. I was wrong. He's not number one. I don't go off what the media thinks. I'm just going to leave it there. All right? Like, you guys have this you guys so have gay. expressed your feelings on the media. This is what's uh, wrong with the younger gen. You can't say when you're... You're John, wrong. You the, just the, said he's the number one fighter. I said, no, he's you not. Guys, you, you pull up said, the rankings, and I prove to you he is not. But, but John, you can't say you're right. I was wrong. But John, you guys—that's embarrassing argued, that you can't admit that you're wrong. You guys have argued that the media sucks at putting these rankings together. So I'm just saying I don't go off what the media's opinions are. I go off of what the facts are, and the facts are: Colby has won every single fight except the one against Usman. Um, and so he is next in line. You just said another thing that's wrong. What? 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 What did I say is wrong? You said Colby has won every single fight except Usman. Yeah. No, he hasn't. He. I mean, John, come on, <laughs> behave yourself. 
John, behave yourself. John, behave yourself. Pull up, pull up Colby's record. This is so fun. This is love, awesome. John, I'm love loving you because I love watching you this. just have to do it. Look. That's a three. Did you see the three by his record? Yeah. 17 and three. And that means how many times has he fought Usman? Twice. He fought Usman twice? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Hold on. Yeah. Did you did you say he's undefeated besides Usman? Yeah, but come on, man! Like he he didn't even warm up in this fight in 2015. He hadn't even warmed up. Like it was a it's like four minutes into the first round. Okay, you gotta give the, you gotta give the guy a break. And then of course, like you know, he slipped and broke his jaw in that one with Usman. So <laughs> he slipped and broke his <laughs> jaw. <laughs> Jeez. I like it. You're you gotta so cut him great. some slack, man. The guy, the guy, like he's beating everybody in the division. Hey, like, I'm sure that Colby enjoys. The fellatio that you are parting <laughs> on him right now. <laughs> All That's right. fucking great. So, Daniel Cormier makes a comment. George, you've always been the man. Do you Malik pull your hair up in a ponytail so he has something to grab your head by? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you, you know how short my hair is. But yeah. I care. Oh, uh, just grab you by the ears. <laughs> uh, Daniel Cormier says, George, you've always been the man. Malik, stay off his page. I stand by what I said. Um, sorry, and that was after George. I don't know. I'm reading this in backwards order here. Um, uh, you don't get unlimited title fights, Malky. Beat Dorino. Get to one and three in the last four and maybe get a title shot. See, Malky, now you got me disrespecting my friend George. That was in response to the first tweet from George. It said, guess you're still butthurt since I didn't do the interview you requested on your weak YouTube channel during my fight week uh, i know you needed my name to produce some sort of view since ariel went solo and you became a has-been just make sure when dana calls and tells and then it goes into tweet number two tells you to promote the biggest fight current champ can make in the division which is me wear your best suit from dxl and make sure you do as you're told like a good boy maybe you'll get a treat from your master so he's mad that dc made comments that he basically he's he can't get the title fight based on his current performance well he's not going to get the title fight so i don't know what we're having a conversation <laughs> about he's not fighting for the title he's leon's coach and title. leon's already came out and said no he can he can get a win or two and then come and fight me yeah and he's and let's not be mistaken kamaru usman's getting the automatic rematch yes if someone as, deserves an automatic rematch, as it's deserved yeah it's kamaru usman now if usman wants to be out until the middle or that's late fine. next year or that's middle different. of next year that's different then, then Leon it should may be Colby. fight somebody else. Then it should be Colby, absolutely. So, you know, even he, though Dave, the, the number two guy, yeah. not the number one guy, the number two yeah. guy, number two guy, put him in there. Yeah, he's actually number three because there's the champ. There's the champ, and then there's the number <laughs> one. So he's actually number three. Um, the beef between John, I don't even really have to get into this. Like, but, but these, this is fun. People like to pick on DC because DC says a lot of things. Look, and and people like to pick on Brendan Shaw because Brendan Shaw says a lot of things. When you're in front of the mic as much as you and I are, and as much as like guys like DC and Brendan and everyone else, you're bound to say something stupid. And so you're bound yes, to say you something. <laughs> you're bound to say something that people don't agree with. Oh yeah, and that shit happens all the time. You can't make everyone happy. So for DC to continue to try to make everyone happy, okay. and for George, George is going to be obviously take offense because he he knows that there's a, there is a storyline there, there is a money fight there. There's one there to is. be had. 
I don't think it's going to happen, though, while Leon's the champion. It, he's going to have to get a win. And I, I like George, man. George, I, he's one of my favorite fighters. You know, and I like Leon as well. But to think that anyone's going to skip Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman's going to get that title shot. And if he doesn't want it, it it's probably going to be Colby Covington. But Colby hasn't fought since he lost. So he's got to get a win, too. Oh, no, he, never mind. He, sorry, no, he beat Masvidal. He, he, he beat Masvidal. He beat Masvidal. Yeah. You're right. So... It's, I mean, like, sure, you can give him that shot. I you know I think it would be, it'd be real. If, if Kamaro is not going to take that fight, which he says he's going to, uh, but he doesn't want to come back until whenever. So if Leon wanted to get a money fight in before then, he might want to try to get that Colby fight in. But I, I don't see Masvidal getting one. I don't see it. I don't think Dana's going to do it. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, you've but got, who, who, who sells more, Masvidal or Colby? Who do you think is the bigger draw? From, from what I've been told on him, mm-hmm. Masvidal. Oh wow! He actually sells the higher numbers. But you know, I th- it's not like good it's for him. Good well, for yeah. him. Yeah, it is good for him. You know, but He's it's been around it's also so long, John. He's been around so long. It's good to see. Like towards, it's so funny how towards the end of his career he became so popular. He's always been a good fighter. Do you, you recall the fight he had with KJ Nunes? Absolutely. Where everyone thought, where everyone thought KJ was going to piece him up on the feet? Dude. And it was ate, one of the most brutally he ate KJ brutal. KJ up. It was one of the most brutal beatings I've seen someone take. Yeah. KJ didn't even look like KJ. KJ was a good-looking kid. <laughs> yeah. He looked like the fucking elephant man at the end of that fight. His <laughs> face, his lip was so swollen. I was like, holy shit. He yeah. just got destroyed in that fight. Um. I don't really have anything else to say. Like this is just Look, this is just this is what happens when you know if you're DC mm-hmm. and you're sitting there as the guy. Look, you're you're one of the top commentators for the UFC. You're the third guy that's sitting there when they have a pay per view with Rogan. Um, you have your DC and RC, you know, podcast that you know you get to uh, hype up on the on the you know tv or on the pay-per-views and stuff you have your other things dc's also got another show called three rounds which by the way he stole from us (laughs) which we have our five round main event man has man has no shame but it's he has but he's the golden fluffer he is the gold but you know look it's there's a lot of people that get upset with that and they get jealous of it and it's like hey don't don't get jealous of that thing no you can't be you know, no, just whatever you do, Daniel. Good luck to you. Yeah, he's he's doing everything right, man. Like, yeah. and people they get mad because because he is the golden fluffer because he knows <laughs> what to say at the right well, time that gets him out of hot water. Like, let's be honest. Remember the time? I don't know who it was the guy that beat uh, Duran. What was his name? Phil Hawes started yeah. yelling at DC in the cage. Oh, you yeah. doubted me. You know, he's like, look, dude, you didn't beat me. You should have known. Yeah, but you didn't beat me. Like you yeah. want to fight? Congratulations, but you didn't beat me. Well, and so the other thing is that those are like those are things he know. He's pretty good at de-escalating things, and he does. You know, he gives people their due because he's the golden fluffer. But he says the right thing <laughs> yeah. to get himself out of whatever situation. You know, and it's hard to dislike him because he does it with a smile on his face. Yeah, you know, um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Chael. 
You know, oh. like Chael Ch can get himself out of a lot of heat because when you sit and talk with Chael, you can just see that he's a good person. You sit and talk, but when you listen to him on the microphone, you're like, "Oh my god, god this guy!" He'll say he must, anything. He must be in. He must be in fist fights all the time like in, in the streets. <laughs> but then you see him outside, and you're like, "Oh my god, he's so fun. He's such a yeah. nice guy too." He's so a great guy, you know. Uh, yeah. It's just a lovers' quarrel between these two. They'll make up. They'll kiss. They'll make, make up. up. That's about the way I look yeah. at it. Yeah. All right, Dave. Anything else? Uh, that's gonna wrap us up for today. All right. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. The whole lot to talk about is pretty much a slow weekend. One had a great performance, great show. John, I did want to say one thing. Yeah. I, I, I know they went big on this first show. At least I feel like they did. Yeah. I want them to dial it back a little bit with the commentary. Not in terms of the commentary. Like, they have too many people. They had Chivalo there. They had... Uh, it, it's very strange when you have two play-by-play -play guys. Yeah. It was a little weird. Yeah. And so um, there was that. And then uh, I want to know if they're going to dial it down a little bit um, with the, you know, with the with the case walking out with the belt and all that stuff. But I thought it was good for them to do it the first time because they wanted to show the they wanted to sh they wanted to basically expose the world. This this is what our title looks like. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was good for them to do in the first show. I I, I don't want them to keep doing it because that whole money in the it gave me that WWE money in the bank kind of feel to it. I don't. I don't like that. I don't. Like I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't know that stuff because I don't watch the WWE. So <laughs> I only know because DC. It. No, DC no, has no. this like suitcase that has like this sticker on it that says "Money in the Bank," and he used to carry it into practice. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he's a nerd. <laughs> uh, I, hey, go to wayneinpodcast.com, pick up some of our merch. Also, hit that like and subscribe button uh, down below when you're watching the show or during the show or before the show or after the show, whatever it is. But make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Share our show to everyone else. If you have any friends that are into MMA or combat sports, period, we talk about it all. Go ahead and send them our, uh, our link and tell them to hit that subscribe button. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. And uh, next week... We've got more shows, more fights, more shows, more fights. So let's go. John, take us away. Let's go. For everyone out there, I am sorry that Podcast Dave cannot admit when he is absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just a character flaw. But don't worry about it. He's still a good guy. For everyone out there, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you.